It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blue's Disney On Demand. And this week, you better put out that food, put out that bowl of water, because the show is going to the dogs. Literally. That's right, this week we have none other than Michael Tagan stepping in here at the show. Yes, for show number 139, for the week of March 3rd, 2016, we have Michael Tagan stepping in here at the show. Now, Michael's been a part of a variety of different Disney classics, including playing Deputy Dan and Sheriff Dan in every single Buddies film. That's right, from Spooky Buddies, Treasure Buddies, Super Buddies, you name it, he has been there as Deputy Dan and now being Sheriff Dan. He's also been part of many other great films, including Tron Legacy, as well as Air Bud's Seventh Inning Fetch, Marmaduke, Russell Madness, Everest, Supernatural, and many other television and movie classics. And Michael's going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things. What it's like being part of this franchise in every single Buddies film, what it's like being part of one of the light cycle riders from Tron Legacy, his upcoming projects, and even portraying a real-life mountain climber in Everest. And Michael's going to stop in and share all of this with all of you D-heads. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-team. Now, some of the D-team is taking off here this week, whether that's spring break or just getting a little bit of cabin fever from being cooped up from all the snow. But fear not, we do have some team here for you because we have some great music for you in the Magical Music Review as Paige is going to stop in from the Walt Disney World Resort bringing you her thoughts on some great classic Disney music. We also have Nathan who's dusting off the books and giving you what just happened this week in Disney history. And let's not forget the vault. No show would be complete without going deep into the dungeon and dusting off a great Disney Blu-ray and DVD you want to add to your collection as Jason's going to delve deep into the vault for you again this week. We have tons of news hot off the D-Wire from Animal Kingdom, Star Wars Rebels, The Magic Kingdom, Disney Cruise Lines, Disney XD, Infinity, and so much more. So before I officially kick off this week's show and get the dogs rolling out the door and taking them out for a walk, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Mickey's Travel. And Mickey's Travel is knowledgeable and they're 100% free, no-fee agency. They are known for their legendary service, knowledge, and expertise that is always available to you. And they're going to help you plan, book, and get that vacation and make it the most magical that you can possibly have for your family. From booking dining reservations, character appearances, those tickets, your resorts, they're going to make it the most magical for your family. And in addition, just by mentioning that you heard about them here on Diz Radio, they're going to hook you up. That's right. They're going to give you lanyards, autograph books, and all kinds of goodies just by mentioning that you heard about them here on the show. So definitely check them out. Mickey'sTravel.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all VD heads, with that said, we are going to let this show run with the dogs. That's right. And because it is a doggone-filled show, I do want to start it off for maybe some of you cat lovers out there because maybe you're not a dog lover. So with all that said, before we release the hounds to the rest of the show, for all of you cat lovers out there, maybe everybody wants to be a cat. Let's officially kick off this week's show for show number 139 for the week of March 3rd, 2016, and I'll be right back on the D-Heads. 
Everybody wants to be a cat Because a cat's the only cat Who knows where it's at Everybody's picking up on the feline beat Cause everything else is obsolete A square with a horn Makes you wish you weren't born Every time he plays But with the square in the act You can set music back To the caveman days I've heard some corny birds Who tried to sing But still a cat's the only cat Who knows how to swing Who wants to dig a long head gig and stuff like that When everybody wants to be a cat have to work together. Hold on, I just remembered I forgot the hat that I wanted to wear that totally complements my bow. There, much better. Here one minute, gone the next. Can you levitate that hot dog into my mouth? That is the best trick ever! 
Hey, everybody, it's Michael Tagan here, Sheriff Dan from the Buddies Movies and Tron Legacy. You are listening to Disney On Demand. They call her Cruella de Vil Cruella de Vil If she doesn't scare you, nor even think well To see her is to take a sudden chill Cruella, Cruella de Vil The curl of her lips, the ice in her stare All innocent children had better beware She's like a spider waiting for the kill. Look after Cruella, Devil. At first you think Cruella is the devil. But after time has worn away the shock, you come to realize you've seen her burning eyes watching you from underneath a rock. This vampire bat, this inhuman beast, she had to be locked up and never released. The world was such a wholesome place until Cruella, Cruella Devil. She'll take the shirt off your back and then she will pare the skin from Phytosacroiliac and leave him cold and bare. Her dragon breath's in need of chlorophyll. Shoo! It's Disney Blues. Disney on demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, all of you D-heads, so I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 139 for the week of March 3rd, 2016, as the show is getting taken over by the dogs. That's right, we have none other than Michael Tagan, yes, Deputy Dan from Everybody's Film, stopping in here this week to talk about a variety of different things, what it's like being part of this franchise, Tron Legacy, his upcoming projects, and so much more. We have tons from the team from Paige, Nathan, and Jason stopping in here this week, news hot off the D-wire, and so much more. So before I jump into that news, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show, as always. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our lifetime of Disney player, the podcast archives, memes, and so much more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. 
You can also connect up with us all over social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky little show. And remember, if you want to get the latest shows right there on your mobile device, your Android, your iPhone, and more, all you have to do is subscribe through iTunes and Stitcher Radio. It's that simple. Go there, subscribe, and get the latest shows as they get released for you to sit back, enjoy, and take that magical trip from your lifetime of Disney with us here at the show. And remember, all of these links can be found on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. So, all of you D-Heads, with that said, let's jump into that news hot off the D-Wire here this week. And how about Disney announcing production of a Big Hero 6 the series. Yes, Big Hero 6, the animated television series for kids, tweens, and families based on the Walt Disney Animation Studio Academy Award-winning feature film inspired by Marvel Comics of the same name, that is a mouthful, has begun production for a 2017 premiere on Disney XD. Now, the Emmy Award-winning producers, Mark McCorkle and Bob Shuley, creators and executive producers of the global hit Disney Channel series Kim Possible, are the executive producers of this series. Now, the series was announced this week by Gary Marsh, president and chief creative officer of Disney Channels Worldwide. Now, reuniting with McCorkle and Shuley on the creative team, who serves as executive producer and supervising director. Now, produced by Disney Television Animation, the series picks up immediately following the events in the film and continues the adventures of the friendship of 14-year-old tech genius Hero and his compassionate, cutting-edge robot Baymax. Now, alongside Hero and Baymax on their journey are control freak Wasabi, scientist Honey Lemon, fanboy Fred, and no-nonsense Go-Go, who together form the legendary super team Big Hero 6. Now, as a new prodigy at this school for the Institute of Technology, Hero now faces daunting academic challenges and social trials of being the little man on campus. Now, off campus, the stakes are raised for high-tech heroes as they must protect their city from all kinds of villains, of course, that's going to happen throughout the series. Now, Big Hero 6 is one of 17 new series, 28 current series, and 785 episodes, and the Disney Radio Music Awards and two original Disney movies that they are currently marketing for kids coming in the next coming years. Now, this is crazy. It's going to be fun. And come on, who doesn't love Baymax? Who doesn't love hugs? And who doesn't love heroes? And I do suggest to many of you, go ahead and check out the Marvel comics for Big Hero 6. And if you're really up on it, maybe you want to catch Big Hero 1 through 5. All right, let's see if any of you put that together. Now, moving right along here, let's get away from the small screen. And how about we get into cruising on the open seas? Yes, and how about Disney Cruise Line adding two new ships to its line? Yes, to its fleet. Walt Disney Company CEO Bob Iger made the announcement this week at the annual shareholder meeting. Now, the company has entered into a memorandum of agreement with Meyer Weth Shipyard in Germany. Now, the schedule calls for the ships to be completed by 2021 and 2023. Now, Disney Cruise Line already has four ships, the Disney Magic and the Disney Wonder are 85,000 tons with 877 stateroom ships and the Disney Dream and the Disney Fantasy are 130,000 tons with 1,250 with 1,250 staterooms. Now each new ship will approximately be 135,000 tons and each is currently planned to include about 1,250 guest staterooms. Now design plans, ship names and itineraries are still in development at this time. Now Disney Cruise Line did start back in 
1998, with the launch of the Disney Dream and the Disney Fantasy in 2011 and 2012. Now, the company introduced several firsts for the industry, including a water coaster at sea, which we all know is the aqueduct, and the virtual portholes in the interior staterooms that provide real-time views of sea, as well as sightings from animated Disney characters like Finding Nemo and many others. Now, many cruise vacations held a visit to Disney's Castaway Key, thousand-acre private island as well, and Disney Cruise Line announced that it's adding two new ships to its current fleet of four. Now, they will be built at the Meyerwerf shipyard in Germany with plans to be launched later in the upcoming years, as I already mentioned. It's going to take a while to build these. Now, as they officially released in their statement, the expansion of Disney Cruise Line only adds our excitement for the unprecedented growth taking place across our vacation destinations. From the new Star Wars experiences coming to the Walt Disney World and Disneyland Resorts, to the 25th anniversary of Disneyland Paris, and the grand opening of our newest park, Shanghai Disney, said Bob Chapek, chairman of Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, in his official statement. Now, more about the Disney Cruise Line fleet expansion are coming very soon and will be announced later this year. But let's just say if you're a Disney Cruise Line fan, this is definitely going to be one that you're going to want to be hitting up. Now, moving aside from there, let's get into the parks. Since they were talking about many different things happening at the parks, and how about the 2016 Disney Dreamers Academy kicking off with inspiring celebrity speakers already? Now, get ready to be inspired, and the 2016 Disney Dreamers Academy with Steve Harvey and Essence kicks off this week at Walt Disney World. Now, 100 high school students and their parents arrive to the Walt Disney World Resort for an all-expenses-paid weekend of education, entertainment, and encouragement to bring their dreams to life. For the past nine years, Essence has proudly partnered with the incredible event shaping the lives of the world's next leaders. This year, Essence Communications President Michelle Ebanks will deliver the keynote address at the commencement, and editor-at-large Mickey Taylor will host the Essence of You, a women's empowerment night for the girls and the Essence Lifestyle Editor-in-Chief that's going to teach about journalism courses and help students prepare for a newsletter covering the weekend. Now, they are going to have a variety of different things that are going to be happening. There's a lot of different speakers that are going to be there, including Tamara Mori, Lonnie Love, LaMan Rucker, Lance Gross, Lisa Nichols, MC Light, Riley Evans, and of course the host, Steve Harvey. Now many of the different dreams and goals, these are a great way for many students to achieve what they want to achieve in life. Now some of them have already said, I plan to develop cities around the world because I want to make a difference in how people live. Or my goal is to become a psychologist in mental health field to help make the world a better place. Or my dream is to become a movie director and give people hope and new perspectives on different issues through my movies. So there's a lot of great students that are part of this, 100 students. Now this has been going on for a while and if you want to apply, it's definitely easy to check out. But if you want to follow them on Twitter and many other social networks, definitely check out hashtag DDA Disney for inspiration throughout it. Or you can find out more at DisneyDreamersAcademy.com. But now it is officially kicking off for this weekend. Now, getting back to the big screen here, and how about Zootopia? Now, I haven't seen Zootopia yet. It does come out this weekend, but some people have already seen it in advance. But let's just say one writer at Forbes is now saying Zootopia is the best Disney film since Beauty and the Beast. Now, everybody says that animation has received this big resurgence in the last 25 years. Now, there's been a lot of great different animated movies that have come out from Tangled, Toy Story 3, WALL-E, Wreck-It Ralph, Frozen, Inside Out. And now they're saying that Zootopia is going to be the best. It's going to push their expectations and definitely push the stories of animal storytelling and animated storytelling. Now, 
I'm not going to go in and read their review because that would just be completely silly. But now they're saying that Zootopia is the best film since Beauty and the Beast. You know what? I'm going to take that for a minute, pull it back, and uh, maybe after I see it this weekend, I'll see if I agree or disagree. But if that's going to be the best, how about making another sequel? And how about Disney reviving High School Musical with an all-new open casting call? That's right, the Disney Channel is reviving High School Musical. Now, the Disney Channel said this last Tuesday that it's starting a nationwide casting search for the latest sequel to the hit TV movie franchise. Now, High School Musical 4 will introduce new East High Wildcats and their crosstown rivals, the West High Knights, the Disney Channel has said. Now, the cast of the original 2006 movie included Zac Efron, Vanessa Hudgens, Ashley Tisdale, as well as Corbin Blue, and the sequel is coming between the fixation of everybody loving musicals from the Disney Channel. Come on. It's Disney. Everybody loves Disney and the musicals. Now, the Disney Channel said details about the upcoming open casting call will be available online soon at DisneyChannel.com slash open call, and an air date for High School Musical 4 was not announced yet. But we do know from a few different rumors that we know of that two of the parts that are going to be cast are going to be the cousins of Ashley Tisdale's role and her partner in crime. I don't know. I was already a little bit older for the High School Musical phase, but I know many of you D-heads grew up with High School Musical, so I know you're going to be excited about it. And of course, hey, you can always go back to our archives when we had Alicia Ruin from the High School Musical franchise here on the show. Now, sticking with Disney Channel and the small screen, how about Jim Belushi to voice the world's greatest coach in a Disney Channel series. Yes, Jim Belushi will voice the world's greatest coach in Saturday's episode of Disney's animated series, The 7D, a show representative has stated. Now, Belushi, who grew up in Wheaton and trained at Second City, voices Jollyball, a coachy coach on the show as they're putting it with a comedic take on The Seven Dwarfs. Now, just a little reminder that there's no Jolly in Jollyball, Belushi tells the dwarfs, who are hoping for a victory at the annual Jollyball game. Now, the episode is set to air on Disney XD at 8.30 a.m., and this is just some of the celebrities that they have coming to this fantastic show of the 7D. I mean, we all know there's great voices behind the cast on this, as well as many other voices that are coming. Ozzy and Sharon Osbourne are going to be on, Fran Drescher, Jay Moore, George Takai, as well as Weird Al Yankovic are all set to be characters in this upcoming season of the 7D. Now, if you haven't seen the 7D, it's a fun, quirky, just wild take of the Seven Dwarfs. Now, you may remember way back in our archives, probably about five, six years ago, when we had Jim Cummings as well as Bill Farmer here on the show, and they gave us a hint at what the 7D was going to be when it was still in the production phase. But this show is fantastic, it's fun, and, you know, it's a little bit quirky. you got to be ready more for a Gravity Falls kind of-esque animated style of the Seven Dwarfs. Now, since we are talking about television, how about we stick with television? And how about Freeform nabbing the TV rights for Sophia Carson's The Cinderella Story sequel? That's right, A Cinderella Story is coming back yet again with an all-new modernized version of the Disney classic tale starring the Disney Channel star Sophia Carson. And Freeform, who we all know used to be ABC Family, has nabbed the TV rights with plans to air the movie by early 2017. Now, titled A Cinderella Story at the Shoe Fits, it's the latest installment from Warner Brothers, the Cinderella Story franchise that's being made by the studio's Home entertainment division. Now, the movie is currently filming in Cape Town, South Africa. In If the Shoe Fits, Carson stars as Tessa, who is forced to accompany her evil stepmother, played by Jennifer Tilly, and her stepsisters to a Cinderella competition and work as their assistant. Now, while at the competition, Tessa realizes that she has what it takes to be the next Cinderella, and though hesitant at first, she decides that it's time to follow her heart and make her dreams become a reality. So she auditions 
and Thomas Law stars as the prince. Now, Michelle Johnson, who produced and choreographed the former Cinderella installments, is directing the film as well with a script by Ella Song. Now, the first Cinderella story hit theaters in 2004 with Hilary Duff in the starring role that the film made over $70 million at the box office. In 2008, Selena Gomez was the star of the straight-to-DVD sequel, Another Cinderella Story, which was then followed by A Cinderella Story, Once Upon a Song, also released straight-to-DVD with Pretty Little Liar star Lucy Hale as the main character. Now, A Cinderella Story, If the Shoe Fits, keeps Carson in the ABC Disney family, and she's best known for Disney Channel's movie Descendants, which has a sequel that is lined up, as you all know, since we had Dan Payne, who plays the Beast in that film. It is filming, and it is coming very soon, as well as she's a star in the remake of Adventures in Babysitting, which is set to air later this year. Now, since we are talking about Carson, who also has a very popular Spanish edition of Rotten to the Core that she sings that is very popular all over Radio Disney, how about Disney's first Latina princess getting a book? Now, you may remember back when we had Carlos Ellis Rocky here on the show, and he talked about a voice that he's doing for an upcoming show. Well, now you can see the cover, Elena and the Secret of Avalar, which helps introduce the character who is getting her own animated series on the Disney Channel. Now you can take a sneak peek online as Elena and the Secret of Avalar, which helps introduce Disney's first princess inspired by diverse Latin cultures and folklore. Now Elena is debuting in a special primetime movie on the Disney Channel this summer, followed by the launch of her own series. Now the book is going to go on sale as early as June 7th. Now the story centers on Elena, a 16-year-old ascendant to the throne of the enchanted fairy tale kingdom of Avalar. Now the book is being written by Craig Gruber, the creator of Elena and Sophia the First series, from which Elena is a spin-off from. She was, as everybody knows, on Sophia the First in the Floating Palace book, which also earned a Children's Choice Book Award for Illustrator of the Year in 2014. So now you can get ready as Disney's first Latina princess is getting her very own book and her own TV series, Elena and the Secret of Avalar. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins here to the D-team. Take a break here from news. There's a lot more news on the horizon. Last week was a little bit of a slow week. This week, we have a lot of news for you. So I'm going to release the reins to the D-team as we have Nathan, who's going to dust off those books and give us just what happened this week in Disney history. We also have Jason going deep into the vault with another Blu-ray and DVD you want to add to your collection. We have Paige, who's bringing you another magical music review while she's down at the Walt Disney World Resort, and so much more as we gear up for Michael Tagan stopping in here very shortly as he's going to stop in and talk about being Deputy Dan in everybody's film, Tron Legacy, and so much more. So before I let you go, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Mickey'sTravel.com. Mickey's Travel is 100% fee-free agency, and they're known for their legendary service, expertise, and helping you be the most knowledgeable that they can be to plan your vacation, your resort reservations, your dining, your fast passes, and more, and make it the most magical vacation that you can possibly have for your loved ones. So definitely check them out and mention that you heard about them here on Diz Radio, because you know what? They're going to hook you up with lanyards, autograph books, and more just by mentioning that you heard about them here on Diz Radio. So definitely check them out. Mickey'sTravel.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all VD heads, with that said, with politics in the wing, everybody is debating over who to vote for for the next presidential race. With that, I figure let's keep it to the dogs and politics all in the same. So I'm going to release the reins to the D team, and you're going to hear what I'm talking about right now. My vote is for the Shaggy DA. Be right back, all VD heads.
I want to talk about politics. Now, let me make this perfectly clear. I'm going to throw out all those shabby old tricks for this election year. Now, I'm the one who will set you straight. Let the past be watered through the gate. Just an up-and-coming grassroots candidate, and I'm running for the shaggy DA. We got problems here, and I want to be the one to say, not one of them's just going to disappear come next election day, unless you help me enforce our laws, kiss those babies and shake those paws, I'm the shaggiest candidate you ever saw, and I'm running for the shaggy DA. Attributes. I'm a gentleman through and through. There's nothing but myself that's slick or cute. My interests lie with you. I'm the kind of politician that you can trust. Let's sweep out city halls, old dust. If you want clean government, I'm a must. And I'm running for the shaggy DA. Now, I don't want to get long-winded here. I've just about had my say. And every one of you is going to get his chance at the polls on election day. I'll leave you with this final word. Concerning the knowledge that you've incurred, I'm patting on you both now. That you've heard, I'm running for the shaggy DA. D-Heads, when you aren't enjoying Disney On Demand, head on over to DizRadio.com and listen to our famous Lifetime of Disney Player, where you can while away the hours reliving Disney classics from film, television, and the parks. What are you waiting for? Keep your hands and arms inside at all times and go to DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. And have a magical day. For over 3,000 years, man has searched the earth for untold treasure with riches beyond the imagination. Now, an incredible quest will lead five intrepid explorers to the greatest fortune in the desert. 
Desert? I thought you said dessert. Butterball. From the creators of Santa Buddies. <laughs> Disney's Treasure Buddies. An all-new movie. Premiering on Disney Blu-ray and DVD. All this digging is making me hungry. Hi, this is Bruce Boxleitner. You may know me as Tron. Right now, you're listening to Disney On Demand. Everybody wants to be a... Cause who's the only... That knows where it is. Everybody wants to be a... Cause a dog's the only dog with a... A dog with a... Is a dog with a... And that's the truth. Everybody wants to be a Cause I'm the only That knows where it is Everybody wants to be a Hi again, D-Heads Welcome to another installment of This Week in Disney History I'm Nathan and ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia So as always, branching off that, let's begin Kicking off this week, let's begin with a throwback to this week in Diz Radio history with show number 102 from March of 2015 last year featuring Cheryl Texeria of Girl Meets World fame as Maya Hart's mother Katie. Jump back a year with us today and check out a great episode. Now, starting out this week in Disney history, we're going to go to 1930 when Disney animator and technical genius Ub Iwerks the first animator of Mickey Mouse officially left the Disney company to set up his own animation studio. Eventually, down the road, his character Flip the Frog is going to fail, and he will end up returning to Disney again. In 1959, actor Eric Bloor, the voice of Mr. Toad in Disney's 49 The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, passes away in Hollywood, California. In 1993, a few years down the road, the animated television series Bonkers premieres on the Disney Channel with the episode Trains, Tunes, and Toon Trains. In 1994, Canadian comic actor John Candy dies while on location in Mexico during the filming of Wagons East. Candy had a huge Disney involvement, and unfortunately, a heart attack is going to claim the life of the 44-year-old actor. The Toronto-born Funny Man was the voice of the Albatross Wilbur in Disney's 1990 animated film the Rescuers Down Under, and he also co-starred in the 84 live-action Splash as well. And, to finish off, he was also in Disney's Cool Runnings movie. In 1996, the Hilton Head Resort in South Carolina, which is a Disney Vacation Club resort property, officially opens. It's a five-hour drive from Disney World, and the resort is fashioned after a 1940s hunting and fishing lodge. In 2003... Disney World's Blizzard Beach Water Park officially opens for the season. In 2004, one of the greatest things to ever happen to Disney World, in my opinion, occurred. The Earl of Sandwich Shop opens at Downtown Disney Marketplace in Florida. In 2005, filming officially begins at the Disney Studio in Burbank, California for Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. And in 2012, Robert B. Sherman of the Sherman Brothers and one half of the whole who made your Disney musical childhood passes away, unfortunately, at the age of 86. And we're going to end this week in Disney History D-Heads with a lot of birthdays around the Disney company again. We're going to start out this week with everyone's favorite feisty bird from the Aladdin series, Iago's voice actor Gilbert Gottfried being born. 
Singer and actress Dinah Shore, of fun and fancy free fame, Jack Davenport, who played Norrington in the Pirates series, and ending with Catherine Credidia, who played Constance Hatchaway in the Haunted Mansion attraction. Well, D-Heads, that's all again for this week in Disney history. Hope you enjoyed and learned something new maybe you didn't know. Feel free to email me at Nathan at DizRadio.com. Would love to hear from you guys, and as always, have a great week and see you real soon.
Cooper dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt right down that we're in this haunted house on the set of our new movie Spooky Buddies I love scary movies and our new movie is off the chain yo what just happened um nice special effects guys just like in our new movie Dude, are you still scared? You were scared on set the whole time. What? You must be tripping, dog. I ain't scared of nothing. What's going on? B-Dog, you're a scaredy cat. Ah, I ain't no scaredy cat. Ah! Disney's Spooky Buddies, The Curse of the Halloween Hound, an all-new movie. And if you dogs want to find us, check out our new movie, Spooky Buddies. On Disney Blu-ray and DVD, Fall 2011. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. See? Wow. It's Disney On Demand. Dibs. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Okay, I'm convinced. And a little disgusted. All right, LVD heads, so I am back. You haven't heard the last of me because we have more news hot off the D-Wire. I want to extend a very special thank you to Nathan once again for stopping in, dusting off those books, and giving you just what happened this week within the Walt Disney World Company. Remember, you can connect up with Nathan and all the D-Team on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z radio.com. Go to the D-Team page and drop them an email. Start chatting with them and uh, connect up with all of us here at the show. So thank you, Nathan, for stopping in. So this week, we're still pressing on. The show has gone to the dogs, as we have Michael Tagan stopping in here very shortly for show number 139 for the week of March 3rd, 2016. So I'm going to jump right back into news hot off the D-wire because the show is not slowing down here this week. And how about the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival? That's right, the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival is underway once again. Now, the event features thousands of blossoms, a sprinkle of outdoor kitchens, educational moments, and Disney's world-famous topo. Now, there are a variety of different things that you don't want to miss, and some of these that everybody is putting on their must-do list for this annual event at Epcot is the Duck Dynasty. Brand new trio, Huey, Dewey, and Louie march behind Uncle Donald towards Spaceship Earth near the Epcot entrance. Now, they're all armed with garden tools and seeds, and it makes you want to sing hi-ho and just really just get into that gardening mood. But first, you'll see Daisy, armed with a paintbrush, greeting guests, and you're going to have Huey, Dewey, Louie, and Donald. Duck with an all-new great meet and greet. Now there's also going to be On the Range. Now farther back towards World Showcase is Park Ranger Mickey. Now his back is to the back side of the Epcot Spaceship Earth and there's going to be smaller versions of Chippendale right behind him. Now you can look around for the storyline with an all-new bed of flowers. Now there's also going to be Music Makers. Now Mickey's the man so to speak with an all-new Music Gardens Melody Playground. Now it's interactive space with Mickey as the band leader and kids love to play in all these areas and adults like to sit and recharge. Now there is no rush, there is a great time that this is going on, and everybody knows that it is a huge long festival running at about 90 days and ending on around May 31st. But now you want to check it out, the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival is going and going strong. Now moving to things that are still outside nature and fun, 
How about Disney sets a debut date for the Rivers of Light at Disney's Animal Kingdom with the all-new night show? Yes, this last week on March 2nd, Disney officially announced the premiere date for Rivers of Light at Disney's Animal Kingdom. On Earth Day, April 22nd, the new nighttime show set against the natural backdrop of the park's Discovery River will debut, and it's going to be both Earth Day and the park's anniversary date. Now, River of Light will act as a signature experience showcase, the park's striking transformation from day into night at the park. Now, in addition, Disney's Animal Kingdom will introduce other new nighttime experiences and entertainment, as well as offering expanded house during which to experience some of the park's most famous attractions. Now, a nighttime spectacle that emphasizes the theming of the park, Rivers of Light, is going to feature the interconnection between animals and humans, which celebrates the natural world. Now, the show incorporates water screens, fountains, light projections, floating lanterns, music, and animal images, and seating at the Rivers of Light will be offered as a FastPass Plus option. Now, the show's design evokes an ancient light festival, using storytelling guides to introduce the complementary forces of water and light. Now, the guides bear gifts of the light to call forth the four animal spirit guides, an Asian tiger, tropical turtle, African elephant, and the great horned owl. Might I add, I do have a great horned owl that's camped out in our backyard, and you're not allowed to do anything about it. You're just stuck with it. So I can just tell you, that's what I hear in my ear every single night. Now, these performances appear throughout the show, guiding the audience through the Rivers of Light journey. The show's finale features bursts of light and animal images that ascend into the heavens. Now, according to Michael Young, creative portfolio director of Walt Disney Imagineering, the finale draws from the ancient belief that when animals passed from one world to another, they danced in the sky and became beautiful rivers of light. Now, this is going to be such a great expansion for Disney because everybody already considers animals kingdom a half-day park you know you go there you hit up some things and you go home that's usually just the way it is but disney's animal kingdom is going to be adding a lot more things they do have avatar land that is coming but rivers of light is coming april 22nd to kick off the anniversary of the park and this all new spectacular now moving from there let's get into downtown disney and something we all love doing now everybody knows that downtown disney is now changed over officially to disney springs and how about saint armad's shore is now going to open an all new store in disney springs now sarasota shore brand is expanding its retail operation to disney springs the contemporary eco business will open its second store in june in the shopping and dining entertainment district of town center neighborhood at the Walt Disney World Resort in Lake Buena Vista, Florida. Now, the company emphasizes made-in-America swimwear and other clothing that fits into an active water-based lifestyle. Now, the new location will echo the company's flagship store on St. Armand's Circle, but it will also include a new line of products exclusive to the 4,300-square-foot store that is going to be opening at Disney Springs. Now, the company is owned by Tom and Susan Leonard, and it opened the St. Armand store in 2008. Now, the couple partnered with restaurateur Mark Cargiano three years ago and launched Shore Diner, an open-air cafe that's above the retail shop. Now, the move to Disney comes after a year of growth for the Shore name. Now, the restaurant side of the operation is expected to open a new location later this year at the former site of Moore's Stone Crab and Longboat Key. Now, this is coming to Disney Springs, and it's going to be an all-new shopping experience for all of you who are looking to get your, uh, I guess, swimwear style, you know, happening while you're down at the Disney parks. Now, finally, I'm going to give you one last tidbit here of news, and how about Star Wars Rebels? I do love me some Star Wars Rebels. Now, how about the Jedi are once again gaining the power? Yes, everybody knows that Star Wars Rebels is not going to end on a good note. Pretty much they all have to die, and Luke has to be the only one left. Well, I guess in Yoda and Obi-Wan. But now they're going to have a brand new episode coming where you have, you know, a showdown 
between Ahsoka and Darth Vader. You also have Yoda coming to the show, and this upcoming season has some great amping up for the Jedi to take charge, that Jedi to take over, and make it awesome. So, tune into Rebels. Let's just say the next two episodes coming this weekend, you're definitely going to love it. So all VD heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins once again to the D-Team because we have Jason who's going deep into the vault with another Blu-ray and DVD you want to add to your collection. We have Paige who's working down at the Walt Disney World Resort, but that's not stopping her. She's going to be stopping in with another magical music review that you're going to want to just pop in that CD, pop in that music, and just add some smile and magic to your day as well. We also have Michael Tagan, yes, from the Buddies films, Deputy Dan, Sheriff Dan, uh, a light cycle rider from Tron Legacy, and so much more. It's going to be stopping in here as well very shortly, so we have lots of fun things on the horizon. It is not slowing down. But since it is a doggone show, the show that's gone to the dogs, once in a while you see that dog strolling around the garbage bins and you have to ask yourself, is he a tramp? I don't know, that's a question that needs some answering. Be right back, LVD heads, and let's continue on with the rest of show number 139 for the week of March 3rd, 2016. What a dog. What a dog. He's a tramp, but they love him. Breaks a new heart every day. He's a tramp, they adore him And I only hope he'll stay that way He's a tramp, he's a scoundrel He's a rounder, he's a cad He's a tramp, but I love him Yes, even I have got it pretty bad You can never tell when he'll show up, he gives you plenty of trouble. I guess he's just a no-count pup. But I wish that he were double. He's a tramp. He's a rover. And there's nothing more to say. If he's a tramp, he's a good one. I wish that I could travel his way Wish that I could travel his way Wish that I could travel his way Hey, this is Patrick Bader, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Oh, my siestas are getting shorter and shorter. EC-82 Hey gang, it's me again, Jason. Welcome back down here to the vault, where we always stop in the name of love. It seems that spring has finally sprung. Okay, well, maybe there's one more snowstorm ahead of us, which only means one thing. Movie night! I kind of bring this up because... A few of our guests have been a part of this franchise, and I really wanted to bring it in. And since Michael Teagan is with us this week, up in the studios, I thought it was perfect and fitting since spring is almost upon us and we have winter moving away, that we get rid of the snow and say hello to our favorite five furballs. In 2008's Disney's Snow Buddies.
It's a normal day in Washington where Bee Dog, Buddha, Butterball, Mudbud, and Rosebud are all playing. And what better way to play than playing hide and seek? First stop, ice cream truck. Who doesn't want to play there? Two scoops, please. When hide and seek doesn't find any fun any longer, we go into other trucks. The worst of all things happen. It seems this new truck is not staying in town. It looks like we're headed to Alaska. Finally reaching the coolest 50th state, and by cool, I mean burr, the buddies meet Sasha, a young husky whose owner is determined to win the Alaskan sled dog race. If you've watched any of the other buddy movies, then you know it's time for our buddies to lend a paw in everything that's going on. And indeed, they decide to help Sasha pursue that dream. One problem though, these are suburban puppies, and Sasha is a husky. How are golden retrievers going to help a husky become a snow dog? That's where Sasha goes to find Talon, an Alaskan Malamute, who will teach Sasha how to become a snow dog, along with all of his protégés. Not wanting to hide that dream anymore, Sasha goes to his owner, Adam, and he is elated to find that he actually has a team now. So, what's there to do but to build that sled and to build that dream into fruition? And over the watchful eye of Talon, who proudly takes his team to new heights, knows that they have a shot to win. It's time for a little bonding moment in which we discover that Sasha's parents unfortunately died when the ice beneath them shattered. This isn't to make them sad, this is only to bring them closer so that the buddies understand that parents do mean something, and they do truly miss their parents. After the most depressing pep talk ever, Talon decides to take the puppies up the mountain to view the northern lights one last time. It is there Talon tells Sasha what a true hero he has become, and one day he will be a great leader, just as his father. Oh yeah, did I forget to tell you Talon kinda knew him? The next morning, the race is ready to begin. But it is the sheriff, Mr. Dan, who seems to let everyone know how treacherous this race can be. A little frightened, but certain of their task, the puppies move forward. Well, it wouldn't be a buddy movie without true buddies, and those buddies being parental units. Well, Buddy and Molly were not going to take the sitting down, and of course they were off to rescue the puppies in Alaska. And what better way to find out what's going on in the Great White North than it is to get together with a St. Bernard, my personal favorite breed of dog, Bernie, who informs them of the race and how treacherous it is up there, and that the kids are participating in a very strenuous race. Meanwhile, back on the racetrack, a snowstorm forces our team to take shelter until the storm passes. It is there that he meets up with his enemy, because every racer has an enemy. Dale Earnhardt had Jeff Gordon. Well, the world had Jeff Gordon. Well, that's all we really needed to know. But anyway, he meets up with Jean-Georges. And I like to say that because it can be French. And Adam is hurt. Adam does recover, but it's John Georges' dogs that get into trouble when, similarly to Sasha's parents, the ice breaks. And it's up to Adam and his courageous crew to save them. It is then Sasha overcome her fear of the ice 
but it's because of the buddies and their great teamwork. Sasha overcomes that fear and they rescue each and every dog. Jean George's dogs realize that their owner is no good, but they owe Sasha, Adam, and the buddies their life. So they do everything to help them by slowing down when the race is near end to allow Adam to win the race. It is a bittersweet victory. Adam has achieved his dream, Sasha has overcome his fears of the ice, and the buddies are reunited with Molly and Buddy. And everyone returns back home where they belong. All of the Buddy movies are always so fun because you just love talking dogs. Who doesn't? This film, again, released back in 2008, direct to DVD, eventually came to Blu-ray, which I was elated, back in 2012. This 87-minute canine Days of Thunder has so many things going for it. Again, our newest D-head, Michael Teagan, reprising his role as Sheriff Dan, Deputy Dan, in previous Buddy movies. But you also have Whoopi Goldberg as Miss Mittens, Chris Christopherson playing the Mighty Talon, James Belushi as Bernie the St. Bernard, of course Molly Shannon reprising her role as Molly. How could you not love this film? And of course, each and every one of those cute and cuddly golden retrievers. This Blu-ray is packed with some great bonus features, so let's dive right in. Like most of the buddy movies, you will receive bloopers. How can you not when you're dealing with puppies? The music video, Lean On Me, performed by Mitchell Musso. You know, of Prank Stars. Okay, maybe many people didn't watch it, but I did. A documentary of the making of the film. Buddy Bites, which are of course behind the scenes commentary with the buddies. And let me tell you, they are wonderful little bits, especially when you get them by the voices of the buddies and magic of visual effects, because there are a number of visual effects. And again, remember, no animals were harmed in the making of this film. Can't get enough of buddies? Well, go back to March of 2015, where you can look at my vault view of Air Bud 2. It goes to prove that the buddy movies truly are our Disney staple when it comes to fun-loving pooches. I'm going to file this one under B for Burr, and we will see you again next week, hopefully with better weather, where I can bring another new blue for you to view here in the vault. So until then, gang, remember, the magic of Disney movies is a mush away and always deep inside of you. greatest of all sled dogs, Talon, lives in a cave where snow turns to rock. His power is so great that the northern lights will shine brighter than ever before. Sometimes you just have to have faith. Please, for Christmas, if there's any way you could surprise me with a dog sled team. wrong with the ground? It's cold. We're surrounded by vanilla ice cream. Disney proudly presents Snow Bunnies. There's five of you and you just drop from the sky? This is Butterball, Buddha, B-Dog, and Mudbud. 
I'm Rosebud. Name's Shasta. And I'm an Alaskan husky. A young boy with a dream. You know how your town feels. It's too dangerous after what happened. Those dogs weren't just part of my team. They were family. And a family trying to find a way home. We have to get back to Fernfield. Are facing their greatest adventure ever. Sometimes helping others is the surest way to help yourself. All in favor of starting a dog sled team, say aye. Aye! We can do this. Now with guidance from a legend. You must trust your lead dog. They'll discover their destiny. I'm here to sign up for the race. Your father sent a little boy to do a man's job? This here is a treacherous race. That's some of the meanest terrain on dogs wide earth. We're a team now, guys. Come on, Adam, you can do it. Snow Buddies. You're not mad? I'm too proud to be mad. <laughs> New movie. It's not like they can talk. Sometimes it really feels like they can. Coming to Disney DVD February 
I just thought uh, acting looked like a lot of fun. And that was when, I guess, whatever age you are in grade 8, 13 or 14 years old. And I walked into that class, and I just loved it and never looked back. So I was in acting from grade 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, all the way up into university. And then uh, I, w I went to New York and studied uh, at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in New York City. And uh, I just... I just have, haven't looked back. I was, I've been very, very lucky to know exactly what I wanted to do at a very young age. Well, you know, and it's been fruitful for you, I mean, with so many different credits. Now, I guess at that young age and going on and knowing exactly what you want to do, were you always, uh, I guess, were you the outgoing uh, class prankster or just the first one to jump up and want to be in front of everybody? That's right. You hit the nail on the head there. That's exactly what happens to the third child. The uh, I've got two older brothers, and the third child's always looking for attention, and uh, I, I, I was that kid. Now, I was also, I was smart as well. I mean, I was an honor roll student, and I, I, would, I, I took biology in university. So I had, I had options. And, of course, you know, you, you always think, can I, can I do this? Should, should I just go ahead and, you know, become a, a, a veterinarian or work in a, you know, become a plumber? Can I, can I really do this? And, and I, I just didn't, I couldn't see myself anywhere else. So I, I went for it. And, um, um, yeah. And uh, it's been good. It's been uh, it's been a lot, a lot of fun and very, very fulfilling. Well, you know, and with that, too, being fulfilling, you know, you started out being a referee in a buddy's film and then went on to play the sheriff in uh, many of the buddy's films. I guess uh, I guess. How did you land that first role? And then, of course, moving on to being the sheriff in the films. That first role was in Air Bud 4. Um, I uh, I'm also a theatrical comedic improviser here in town and uh the people that were making air bud four came to this improv show and they saw a lot of funny people on stage so they auditioned them for their this movie that they were shooting in town called air bud four now that's the baseball one um and i got the role of a basketball player who owns one of the puppies so my first role i was a basketball player second role was air bud five and that's the volleyball one and i got the, the role of the uh, of the referee then they're moving on to other things now. Now uh, they're moving away from the um, the uh, uh, buddy, the dog, and now they're moving into the puppies. And they shoot this movie called Snow Buddies, and that's the dog sledding one where the puppies are pulling the dog sled. And there was a sheriff and there was a deputy, and the sheriff was the uh, incredibly talented late Pat Crenshaw. And um, he is an amazing man, an amazing actor, and he was an amazing sheriff for Fernfield. And I was his deputy, and I was the guy who would get into trouble, who would end up hanging upside down from a treehouse, who would slip on a on a banana peel, all that stuff. And then he was he was a he was a fantastically old world actor. He was just he was so great. Uh, but he he passed away. He was he was an, he was an older gentleman. And when he passed away, I because I was the deputy, just like in real life, I got offered the role as sheriff, uh, the job as sheriff. So. Then um, in the buddy's world, um, Deputy Dan becomes Sheriff Dan. And if you see in some of the movies, especially um, I think it's in um, I think it's in Space Buddies or Santa uh, or uh, Spooky Buddies. Uh, at my desk behind me is a, is a framed picture of Pat Crenshaw as as the sheriff. So I got I um, I got my job uh, as sheriff quite honestly. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know, and, you know, working your way up through all these buddies films, they've become such a staple where uh, many of our listeners have grown up with watching the movies or passing them down. My children love the movies. I guess, you know, looking back at all these, you're one of those constant characters where when you get a franchise like this, you know, you always want to have that familiar face that all the kids can relate to and look back upon. Do you feel like, you know, you are that person? Yeah, I feel really lucky. I mean, every time a new a new story comes through, whether it's Spooky Buddies or Super Buddies or Santa Buddies, I, I feel very lucky that I get to be involved and that I am uh, a constant face in Fernfield. They give me um, they give me a little bit of a heads up because I got to grow that ridiculous mustache. Uh, but I'm, <laughs> I also I also really like being comic relief. You know, the the, the kids are the normal kids. The, the, the normal people in the town, and I get to be the bumbling idiot. And uh, I feel, yeah, I feel very fortunate. That, that town really does feel like home. That The, the crew, the people that make the, the film and, and the stories, it really does feel like home for me. Now, I guess, you know, with all these films, too, like you said, feeling like home, it would be really hard for you to pick, but we're going to put you on the spot anyways. Is there any one of the Buddies films that is still your favorite for some reason or another? Super Buddies. <laughs> Super Buddies, uh, it's got to be it for me. I had the most incredible time on that film because I got to play, of course, two roles. I was, for the, the beginning and the end, I was Sheriff Dan, but of course I get my body inhabited by an alien. So I get to actually be a bad guy throughout the middle of the film, a, a green-faced, wacky, walking, messed up alien. And that was a real, real treat. I got to, I got to have a lot of fun on that shoot. And, and I, I'm in it a lot, so that's, that's also fun too. It's, it's, it's great. <laughs> It's it's great to see your work, and yeah, Super Buddies is my favorite. Well, you know, and working on these films, too, I'm sure that, you know, there's a lot of downtime. You're working with animals and children and so much more. Um, do you ever have any of those hijinks or just fun moments with the cast and the crew and, you know, it's off camera that we're never going to see, but, you know, it's just great memories that you're having with everybody? Yeah, I, these Buddies movies... Um, they're, they're my favorite to be on set with. I mean, other films and TV shows, you, you go to set, you, you say your line to do your work, and then you sort of go to your chair and, and read a book, or you go to your trailer and just wait for your, the next time you're gonna go to work. These movies, I, I love to be on set all day long to watch what they're doing. They're very exciting. You, you, you can be finished your work and you want to stand around and watch these dogs work. How are they going to make these dogs jump into this wagon? How are they going to make this, this guy get uh, uh, thrown out of the back of a truck? Or how are we going to possibly lasso a pig? So they're really, really fun to watch. And when they're not rolling, um, the, the set and the crew is such a great family that we're, you know, playing with the dogs. Or you can walk over to the uh, to another area of the set and watch them training the training the puppies for the next trick. But um, as far as hijinks goes, I uh, I can't I can't quite think of anything that is. Um, yeah, nothing really stands out as far as uh, like it, I'm really just there watching them watching them work. Well, you know, and with watching them work, and like you said, you know, not too much hijinks, but does it ever make you want to leave the set and go, all right, I got to have, I got to have one of these puppies or I got to have a dog or are you a, are you a dog lover? Absolutely. I'm a dog lover. I have had dogs all my life. I, I go crazy for dogs. I'll be walking down the street and I will cross the road to go pet a dog. And um, it's really one of the really fun moments 
in these movies is I uh, had filmed, you know, I filmed a number of these. And then you go into the sound studio to do additional dialogue recording. And uh, I walk in on my day to, you know, do some, do some lines. And this beautiful golden retriever walks by me and I go, oh, isn't he lovely? Isn't he lovely? And then someone walks out and goes, you know who that is, right? That's Shooter from, <laughs> from Air Bud 5. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> So some of the people, you know, I'm not the only one who falls in love with the dogs. A lot of the, a lot of the people uh, in, in this family sometimes get to make one their pet. Well, you know, and with that too, you know, aside from just being part of the Buddies films and, you know, this franchise that continues to go, and I, I'm serious, we're probably going to see, you know, a million more Buddies movies, and, you know, you're probably going to be part of those, but you've been part of many other different things as well. A lot of TV shows, a, a lot of other dog movies, of course, with uh, Russell Madness, which is another fun, it's not Disney, but it's a fun dog movie. So you, you seem to want to always, uh, you, you love the canines. Yeah, I had a, a small part in Marmaduke. Russell Madness came out. Uh, uh, the, I, I do a lot of monkey work. <laughs> also, the, the Santa Paws, uh, the white fluffy Santa Paws dogs is, a, is another movie. Um, also, uh, Most Extreme Primate, the, the snowboarding monkey. Um, yeah, and a, a whole bunch of uh, uh, feature films and episodics. Uh, I've, I've been very lucky to uh, to be able to uh, do this for a living. Uh, I've done about, like, uh, I don't know, 30, 35 feature films and 35 episodic television shows, fun things like Supernatural and um, The Haunting Hour is a great, great series, uh, Continuum, episodes of Smallville, things like that. Definitely, you know, and for some of the Disney fans too, you know, of course, Tron Legacy, which the Tron fans are kind of rabid, and it doesn't make a difference what role anybody has. Everyone from the Tron universe knows everybody from the Tron universe. What was it like, you know, being part of that film? And were you a fan of the original Tron? Absolutely. I was so excited to, uh, to not only see that film, when I got to be a part of it, I was beside myself. Um, when the, the original trailer, there was a teaser trailer that came out at a Comic-Con, and you could just sort of, you could watch it online, and it was some grainy iPhone footage. And just seeing that, I was going bananas. And then auditions were happening, and I went in and I, I auditioned, and I got the part of the green light cycle rider. And so, wow, not only am I in the next Tron film, but I'm in one of those iconic uh, images. I'm the lights, one of the light cycle riders. That was crazy. Um, so that was really fun to be a part of. And that the, the technology on that set and the suits that we wore – yeah, that was uh, that was really a, a surreal, magical experience for me. I mean, I could only imagine, too, like you said, I mean, one of the iconic images being the light cycle rider. Now, uh, you know, with that, too, of course, comes the merchandising. Um, you know, do you have do you have any of the toys just because? I have a trunk uh, that is on my right currently right now where my coffee is sitting. And on it is a light cycle rider. It is packaged <laughs> where you can press the button and it lights up. Yeah, it's sitting right there. <laughs> well, you know, with so many of the other things you've done, like, you know, like you said, everything from The Haunting Hour, Russell Madness, you know, the Buddies films, Once Upon a Time, Tron, you know, working on all these different projects, you know, if you were to look back and, you know, write a book about, you know, where you're at currently, is there any one project or one, you know, person you've worked with, whether that's a director, a fellow actor, um, you know, maybe something that's happened on the set that is just one of those lasting memories where you were, wow, this is what I do for a living. And this memory is always going to stick with me. 
Well, I got to say, you know, working as the sheriff in Fernfield is is uh, really close to my heart, and I, and and that part is is so much fun, and those kinds of films are so much fun to make, and they're such a joy. There, there is something that I, I look back on, and I'm very proud of that isn't that, and that is, uh, uh, it's a miniseries for the CBC Canadian um, called Everest, and it's about the first Canadians to climb Everest in 1982, and uh, William Shatner was on it, uh, Jason Priestley, and the, that was uh, an incredible experience because we were shooting this movie uh, on 10,000 year old glaciers. We would have to helicopter in to this uh, precipice, 3,000 feet, you know, in the air on a cliff, clipped in, and and uh, it was a real ensemble cast, and we were playing real people, and that was really exciting to 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 be a part of that, you know, to to take a helicopter to lunch <laughs> this <laughs> was was uh, just a crazy crazy experience for an actor. That was really amazing. Everest 82, it was called. And it's a, it was, it's a great story. Well, you know, and like you said, being able to play somebody that was real, something that really happened portraying this, you know, it just adds to the excitement as well. Yeah. And the guy that I played, his name is Dave Reed. I uh, became friends with, he has been to my house. We've, uh, he, we've gone riding around on my motorcycle together. We email. So this guy that I actually played, um, became kind of close to me and and through talking to him he actually lived uh at the time uh about two blocks from where i'm living now oh wow yeah crazy well you know and like you said you know being part of many of these and all these items and you said you know the buddies always remains dear to your heart are you ever out in public and do kids and maybe even you know young adults now who grew up with these films recognize you instantly uh (laughs) it's funny they don't um i think um, I, I think that maybe kids sort of do a separation between film and real life. The, the, uh, and I'm not, I'm not sure my face is all that recognizable without the giant mustache and the sheriff hat on. <laughs> but they're, 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 they're very excited when their parents tell them that who I am and, and what, hey, that's, that's Sheriff Dan from, from Super Buddies. And they just sort of look up. And their their mouths open a little bit, and they can't quite put it together <laughs> until I say something like, "What in tarnation?" And then they go, "Oh, it's the sheriff." Well, you know, with this, you know, so many different things from your career. Of course, you're not always living in the past. I guess, do you have anything else that's up and coming, or any other places we're going to be able to see you coming up? Uh, you know, this year. Uh, it's uh, it, you know, continuing looking forward with work, continuing um to do auditions. I don't have any any uh. uh grand part that is already set i just i just shot an episode of motive um i just finished up yesterday so as a guest star on motive and uh, i'm looking towards the next audition the next audition will bring the next role very cool you know and like i said you know we're always going to see you in the buddies film so i'm sure that there's probably about 50 of those that they're currently writing scripts for so you'll get those calls anytime soon well i hope so (laughs) Well, I guess, you know, with that, you know, so many great things going on. Everybody loves the Buddies films. Everyone loves everything you've been part of from Tron, Good Luck Chalk, like you said, Everest, so many different things. I guess for all the fans out there and fans of Michael, what would you like to leave out there for everybody tuning in who's either grown up with all of your films, currently watching everything new that you're doing, and so much more? Um, Follow your dreams. That's uh, really, absolutely, 
follow your dreams. You know, and I don't think it could get any easier than that is, you know, shoot for the stars, follow those dreams. And, you know, it was our pleasure having you stop in, chat with us, and we're going to be looking for you out on the horizon with so many other things in 2016. And uh, it was our pleasure having you stop in, Michael, once again. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Something like this, Donald Duck back again. Turn up the music, let's begin. Party on, party people, let me hear some noise. Party with Donald, Daisy, and the boys. There's a party over here, a party over there. Tossing Donald up in the air, now trying to catch him. He falls down. Whoop, there he went, hit ground. Flipping Daisy about. Twirl to the left, twist to the right, moving, grooving, out of sight. Donald does steps from the old school. He's no fool, he's so cool. He's doing a dip, but Daisy slipped. Whoop, there she went. Hit ground. Whoop, there she went. Come on, y'all. Whoop, there she went. A little louder. Whoop, there she went. Come on, y'all. Whoop, there she went. A louder. Whoop, there she went. Come on, y'all. Whoop, there she went. A little louder. Whoop, there she went. Foot in mind, you will become supersonic. Standard dodgeball rules. 
If a ball touches you, you're out. If you carry great strength, you will be stronger than a raging bull. <laughs> Like puppy. Olé! If you have clarity of thought, you can develop your mind so you can move many objects at once. Shanti, 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 Shanti. Floating. Better stop! I might throw up all four of my stomachs. What just happened? Very good, Buddha. Remember. Positive energy will always win over negative energy. If you are agile, you will become as flexible as rubber. Marco! Polo! Marco! Polo! Don't let your ego take control. Remember, smooth is more important than fast in your case. Yo, smooth is fast. That's totally my new motto, dog. Marco, dog! Polo! Drex's big weapon is an electrical charge. B-Dog, remember when your ring is activated, your body has the metabolic consistency of rubber. Electricity cannot conduct through rubber, so only you can protect your buddies from a direct hit. Now that you have mastered your individual skills, it's very important that each of you stop thinking of yourselves as individuals. In order to defeat Drex, you will have to work together, utilizing all of your superpowers as one force. Hello, I'm Ed Asner, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Aloha D-Heads, Paige here with an all-new Magical Music Review. This week, I'm pulling out the soundtrack that was introduced to us along with one of Disney's most popular animated characters. My roommates love this soundtrack and this film, particularly my roommate Raven. So I thought it was time to bring this great collection of music into the spotlight. We are heading to the Hawaiian Islands to visit the Pelikai family as we look at the soundtrack from Disney's hit animated film, Lilo and Stitch. Released in 2002, the film has continued to provide enjoyment all over, bringing to life three sequels, a Disney Channel original series, a Japanese TV series, and multiple attractions throughout the Disney parks. The score was composed by film score veteran Alan Silvestri, whose film credits include Back to the Future, Forrest Gump, and Contact, and Disney credits including The Parent Trap, Father of the Bride, A Christmas Carol, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And with that, it's time to start our luau. I have three songs queued up and ready to go, so let's waste no time. Follow me to the island of Kauai as we take a look at the music from Walt Disney Pictures' 40-second animated feature, Lilo and Stitch. Of all the songs in Lilo and Stitch, there's one song that really seemed to take off and become a hit. Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride, performed by Mark Kile Homohalu and the Kamehameha School's Children's Chorus, is a fun song. The instrumentation is very easily recognizable in the island sound that one tends to think of when they think of Hawaii. Mark and the chorus balance each other out nicely, bringing us the words that complement a favorite and iconic scene from the movie in which Nani, Lilo, and Stitch take their first surf together. It's hard to think of this movie and not think of this song. Aloha, 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 aloha
characteristics given to Lilo is her love of the king, Elvis Presley. Thanks to this, the Elvis songs heard in the film can also be found on the soundtrack. All great numbers, I asked my roommate Raven to choose one to look at this week. Heartbreak Hotel was released as a single on January 27, 1956. It was Elvis's first release on his new record label, RCA Victor. It features the 8-bar blues progression, the second most common blues form, taking 4-4 and 12-8 bars to the verse, with heavy reverberation throughout to imitate the character of Presley's Sun Records. Topping Billboard's 100 chart for 7 weeks, it's a great choice for our look at one of the several Elvis songs represented in Lilo and Stitch. <coughs> Mira, <nella> <laughs> 
Well, since my baby left me, well, I found a new place to dwell. Well, it's down at the end of Lonely Street, that heartbreak hotel where I'll be. I'll be just so lonely, baby. Well, I'm so lonely. I'll be just so lonely. I could die. Although it's always crowded, you still can find some room for broken-hearted lovers to cry there in the gloom. Be so, I'll be just so lonely, baby. I'll be just so lonely. I'll be so lonely, they could die. Now the bellhop's tears keep flowing, the desk clerk's dressed in black. Well, they've been so long on the street, they'll never, they'll never look back and think of something. Well, they're so lonely, baby. Well, they're so lonely. Well, they're so lonely, they could die. Well, if your baby leaves you, you got a tale to tell. Well, just take a walk down the Heartbreak Hotel, where you will be Will you be just so lonely, baby Will you be lonely You'll be so lonely You could die We aren't done with Elvis just yet. While not the original cover from The King, two of his songs were re-recorded for the film, including the film's closing song, Burning Love. Covered by Winona Judd, the upbeat, energized song brings the perfect mood to the closing of the film. Prominently featured are electric guitar and percussion. Winona also has background singers that join her primarily during the chorus. Now, this song was not originally written for Elvis. It was covered first by country soul singer Arthur Alexander. When Elvis released his cover in 1972, not only did it become more popular than the original, it became his biggest hit single since Suspicious Minds in 1969. Known as one of the last few rock songs in his later years, it was given new life with Lilo and Stitch.
flames are now lit in my body Won't you help me? I feel like I'm slipping away It's hard to breathe My chest is just a And with that, my time is up. Mahalo for sticking around for another magical music review. As always, feel free to connect with the D team on the DIY discussion page on Facebook. I promise we don't bite. And click me with any music comments, suggestions, or questions at page at disradio.com. That's P A I G E at disradio.com. Have a great rest of your week, D heads, and until next time, aloha. See ya. Hey, D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand. Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now it's too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Carrie only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's Disney On Demand. Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig. You know, with the reassuring of the parent and all. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. I just wish I could forget the whole thing. You will, kid. You will. Alright, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. We definitely released the hounds this week and had all the fun dogs within the Disney Doggone Universe. And I'd like to extend a very special thank you once again to our very special guest, Michael Tagan, for stopping in here, chatting with us, and I'm sure we're going to be seeing you as Sheriff Dan in many upcoming Buddies films as that franchise continues to be popular, fun, and Everybody loves them, so I'm sure we're going to be seeing Sheriff Dan very soon, as well as you in a variety of different television shows and movies up and coming in 2016. Thank you, Michael, once again for stopping in and hanging out with all of us here at the show. I'd also like to thank the D-Team for stopping in here of Paige, Jason, and Nathan for stopping in with their signature segments and adding a little bit of magic for you to enjoy this week here at the show. And remember, you can always connect up with the D-Team on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. Drop them a line, connect up with them. They don't bite, and they definitely will chat your ear off. So connect up with the D-Team. And finally, I'd like to thank you, the D-Heads. Without you, there would be no show. You are the reason we continue to bring this show to you every single week for the last six years. You're the reason that we help you bring the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney to you every single week. So thank you, the D-Heads, for being so supporting and making the show what it is. So before I clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in here next week, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our fullest of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand. Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, 
D-I-Z Radio, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky little show. And remember, you can find all of these links on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. And if you want to get the latest shows right there on your mobile device, your Android, your iPhone, your iPad, and more, remember you can subscribe right there through iTunes and Stitcher Radio and get the latest shows right there to listen to as they get released through iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Just search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, or Diz Radio, all of which are going to help you subscribe and get the latest shows as soon as they get released. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, it has been a fantastic show here this week. Lots of fun things happen, lots of animal references and more. So next week, we're going to change pace a little bit. We're going to, you know, spring is in the air, daylight savings is around the corner for those of us that, you know, have daylight savings where we live. So, you know what, I'm not even going to hint to you as who it is. You're just going to have to tune in next week and find out this one. So with that, as we always get busy, as time gets away from us, remember to slow down take time, and never neglect family for business. And with that, for our closing song here this week, it's more important to spend that time with family, spend that time with all of your loved ones, and remember, whenever you go home, it's always open arms and welcome to that family time. So until next week, all of you D-Heads, I'll catch you online and have a fantastic weekend. Nothing like I've ever seen before
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.